welcome on into the unabated podcast the first episode of 2023 here as we ring in the new year of course i'm thomas viola and joining me as always we got the whole crew in the house for today's show captain jack andrews himself rufus peabody with the dog's name and the gym class hero peter jennings peter uh is how are you faring in the gym with the new year's resolution people all coming in now uh, it's been fun. Uh, same as always. And yeah, I think our maybe a little bit more packed, but not not nothing extreme. So doing well. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Indeed. Happy New Year to all of our listeners here. Rufus, Jack, uh, good holiday seasons for y'all. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it flew by really fast. And I, as I was saying before we start recording, like sometimes the anxiety of the holidays kind of gets to you. So after the holidays feels like a big relief. It almost feels better than the holiday did. I don't know if I can quantify that in any way, but that's how I feel. I had a, a wonderful holidays. It was maybe the best week of the year for me. It was just, I mean, not professionally or anything, but like just, it was a week with my entire family and it was, I mean, I can't imagine a better, better time. So now back to real life. Yeah, my uh, my family came down to Vegas. It was a nice time. And then I rang in the new year getting kicked out of my first sports book. So that was uh that was fun and we are often running for the year on new adventures but of course there is a lot to talk about this week in terms of the gambling world and in terms of the sports world in general and unfortunately not all of it good here as today on the show we are going to be talking about some of the uh one of the really the biggest news story in sports right now uh Damar Hamlin earlier this week, one of the scariest things that we've ever seen in sports, uh, the Bills' safety collapsed on the field. His heart was restarted and he was taken to the hospital where he remains right now under intensive care. Uh, reports are that he is doing better. It, it's not confirmed that he's going to make a full recovery yet, but we're hoping for that. Our thoughts and prayers are obviously with him and his family. If you would like to donate to his foundation's toy drive, which I believe is now over four million dollars from their initial goal of 2500 as generosity is poured in you can check out the link for that below and after hamlin was taken off the field the nfl did something that we have very rarely seen happen uh both teams left the field and eventually the game was suspended indefinitely and it brings up some questions that i think now we're at the point where we have to start asking because there still is an nfl season to be played here and the consequences of suspending a football game are while insignificant when compared to the human element here. And the most important thing, it is Hamlin's recovery, but it's incredibly rare that you see a game get suspended and it can have a vast ripple effect beyond gamble uh, in gambling, beyond just voiding gamblers bets. And there is a lot that remains to be figured out here for both the NFL, for some sports books, depending on your house rules, and that can have some far-reaching consequences. Uh, in the immediate impact for the NFL, we still don't know as of this recording what exactly is going to be happened if this game is going to be played, uh, if we are going to change the NFL schedule around for it, or if we are going to do what, fortunately, some of the contingencies that were in place from the COVID era of football for canceling games where they could declare this game a no contest, go to win percentage to determine uh, seeding for the NFL playoffs. There's a lot that's still in the air here, but when it comes to the gambling aspect, there's a lot more than maybe you just think of. I know, uh, Rufus, you were talking about before we went on air about um, you had teasers. I did too. 
that had the Bengals as their last leg. And now the question is, okay, well, what happens to bets like those? What happens to parlays? What happens to even in-game bets? And the answer is actually quite different depending on your sports book. It all depends on the house rules in any given book. Isn't that right, Jack? Yes. So, I mean, one of the first things you learn as a sports better is know the house rules and don't assume that the house rules are the same at every single house. Um, there's there's a long history to how house rules ever came about. It, it's very kind of comical. I, I believe uh, Chris Andrews writes about it in, in his book, Then One Day. But basically, you know, these are the situations when uh, the search function of your browser is very useful because you have to basically wade through these long pages and pages of, of terms and conditions to find the house rules. They're not always easily understood. But for the most part, what most sports books have is that if a game is played within 24 hours of when it started and it's played in the same location, then all your bets stand. Anything outside of that, all your bets are void. And then you come into situations where you have parlay legs and teaser legs and season win totals and how many games need to be played for a season win total to be um, official. And so it's messy and there's no one answer that fits all sports books. So you kind of have to hunt and peck and find what your sports books house rules are on each situation. And so what do you guys think is what do you think is going to happen now in terms of uh, this game? We're already past that 24 hour window. If if this game isn't played or even if it is played, could it be that um, could it be that because the game wasn't played in a specific amount of time that has an effect on anything as far as these as far as things like win totals or division futures? Or is it simply a case of whenever they play it, if they play it, those future bets are going to stay in? Right. So in the case of season wins that specify that a team must play all 17 games, then if this game is played before the end of the season, whenever that may be declared to be, then it would be official. Now, I have seen some sports books that say a team must play 16 games. I wasn't sure if that was a leftover from when we had a 16 game schedule or if they just had an extra padding in there in case one game was canceled due to COVID or, or whatnot in the past couple of years. Um, it's a wild, it's a wild world. And then on top of that, you have a lot of sports books that'll pay out an overbet on a season win when it goes over, whether that be before the end of the year or not. But they tend not to do that for underbets. Uh, they tend to wait and pay them out only if the team plays all the games required. So trust me, it's a mess for betters. It's a bigger mess for sports book operators. Well, that sounds a little shady to me, doesn't it? If you're you're taking advantage. You have a clear advantage if you're betting on the over because of the potential for a cancellation on the under, right? Well, that I mean, but you have one less game or however many less games to hit the over. Um, it's it's not really an advantage, so to speak. It's just an advantage in terms of I don't know why sportsbooks would do that to pay out an over bet before the season is over. I guess they know that people are just going to plow that money back into some other bets, um, which is you know that's the hidden house edge of futures bets is that people tend not to withdraw that money. They just plow it into even other futures for the next season. And that's something that Jeff Benson actually mentioned on Twitter when talking about some of these, because some sports books immediately began refunding things like, um, like single game bets in game bets from that, uh, from the Bengals bills game. And Circa was one of the books, I believe Westgate also didn't pay those out immediately, didn't immediately refund that money. 
due to the fact that their house rules state that if a game is suspended or if a game isn't played, there's an eight day window. And that was done during the COVID era. That was a rule that they put in due to the whole scheduling fiascos that would come up from teams having those positive tests back in that time period. And he said a very similar thing where he said, we wish we could refund the money right now because we want to get that money back into circulation so that people can keep betting it. Right. Absolutely. And so Rufus for your teasers here, where are you sitting as far as your scenarios? Um, I honestly don't even know. I haven't looked at the the house rules. I don't even know where we bet them to be honest. Um, unless it was my partners betting them, but I, I would assume that it's, you know, that they would reduce. Um, that's generally that that's the case at almost all of the legal sports books where if, if, if a leg pushes, then it reduces, right. You know, so I would assume it would be treated the same way. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that, Jack? Yes. I think in just about every case that if something's voided or pushes, it reduces, and then you get down to two teamers. Do, does it, um, they don't ties reduce or do ties lose? So yeah. Sometimes with the two teamers, it says that it's just if if there's a tie, it's no action at all. It's a right. refund. There's a tie right. and a leg, but and this game was two and a half, so um, oh. not technically a push. It's more like a void. So yeah, yeah, and, push void, same thing. And, and how about some other factors here? Because it's not like this wasn't a very critical game for the season. The bill, the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs all in contention for that one seed in the bye, and then. The Bengals and Ravens also still battling for their division. It, this game had some critical impacts on not just win totals or season futures bets. It, it had impacts on potential division winner bets as well. What do you think is going to happen with some of those, especially in that AFC North competition? Well, real quick, too, I actually think from talking with some of the operators, the biggest impact that this has had in the gambling industry is in best ball tournaments and the season long stuff. There's mm -hmm. a $10 million tournament where actually a friend of mine is is winning $2 million and was probably 20% to win. And if this game doesn't play, it gets the $2 million where, you know, other people are in a similar spot chasing. Um, there's been a lot of really unfortunate situations in DFS and betting, probably the worst um, or the unluckiest thing that I've seen um, was back in 2015 or 16. There's a baseball final in DFS and you know, the, there's a course field game that night that had like a 12 total or something like that. And the water main broke and that caused, you know, huge ripple effects throughout the contest. And you're either on the right side or the wrong side of variance. Obviously the story here is, uh, you know, Hamlin and hopefully DeMar Hamlin's okay. This was, you know, I, I don't want to be insensitive, but uh, for me, I was in a contest in DraftKings, the final with a $60,000 equity seat. I was in ninth place for 17,000 first place pays 250,000. And I had Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, and I'm 40 points back. Uh, so if I get the averages from those mm. guys, I win the contest by a, a good bet. And, you know, the live total in that game was in the high 50s, maybe around 60 when it ended. Um, not to mention all the best. I, I basically had a lot of Josh Allen in this game building teams, uh, you know, in the summer thinking about this game. And that's the case for a lot of people. A lot of people, the, the kind of the theme in best ball this year was paying attention to week 17 because that's where all the money's paid out. And a lot of people did game stacks. So a lot of people had Bills, Bengals correlations on their teams. And best ball is so big this year. I mean, we had tens of millions of dollars in, co in contests paying out for week 17 and the most important game, 
you know, most likely not being a part of it. I think it's very unlikely that this game plays. So that's a huge story. Fantasy championships were obviously decided. I mean, um, I think the the gambling, you know, there's pretty clear house rules from most places. A lot of bets get voided or reduced. The fantasy implications here are gargantuan. And that's, uh, you know, some people are on the right side of that. Some people are on the wrong side. Of course, the most important thing is Hamlet again. But to me, that's the huge story here. Uh, from a betting perspective is is the fantasy and best ball stuff. So uh, in the event that it doesn't play, um, obviously I hope Hamlin ends up okay, but I'll be happy for my friend Pat uh, if he takes down that that $2 million in underdog. Um, and then, yeah, to your question, Tom, I mean, I, it does have massive implications, the buy and the division. Those are real real things, and the buy is worth so much with only one team getting the buy. So crazy, I can't remember. We've had a couple other things, the water main breaking, we had a roof leak where a Spurs game didn't play in Mexico. Um, and there's been a couple other circumstances, but for the most part, these games almost always play. So pretty, pretty wild. And again, I know it's everyone saying the same thing. Hopefully DeMar Hamlin's okay. And you also mentioned it there with the fantasy implications. This was also fantasy championship week for redraft and dynasty and all the other standard issue leagues. Um, and yeah, it does bring up some questions for those, although obviously those aren't, as beholden to house rules and commissioners can weigh in. So I'm sure there's a lot of office chatter around this week about, okay, what do we do about uh, people who there's, there's high stakes leagues. Lost. Yeah. Like su- really high stakes leagues. And there's been like underdog came out with a statement. DraftKings has in their terms that they can make changes. There's all these things. I mean, there's tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars um, in these fantasy championships that are impacted by this game. Yeah, I know a lot of, uh, or at least in fantasy league, the fantasy league that I'm in, um, they're splitting the pot. And the one guy had Josh Allen um, and the Bills kicker against against Jamar Chase and was down two points or something. Or he was down two points as of when the game was suspended and he um, you know, was a prohibitive favorite to win and loses by two points. But they're splitting the, they're splitting the money. But... The one guy gets the title, though. But that's, I mean, for all the weeks for this to happen, this is probably the most, uh, I mean, it gives the NFL the least time to, I mean, to, to, it's, to do it's anything. Championship I mean, it's, week. Yeah. It's massive, massive implications for fantasy. And we're also, we're also hearing about it, all of the different wild ways that they could try and remedy this or solve this. If they weren't to play the game. They're not but, playing the game. But, what? They're not playing the game. I think, I think, I think it's like 99%. I'd say I'm 90% certain the game doesn't get played. Like, there's no way they can do it, just logistically speaking, right now. They can't do it, and they would have to they they would have to push the whole playoffs back or something. I, I think it it sucks for some teams. It's definitely a it's a huge disadvantage for the Bills. The Bills are get hurt the most because they can't get that number one seed that they were likely to get. And so, but that's. Oh. Rufus, I got a theoretical question for you. If they were to condense the playoffs, you know, they'd squeeze that that two-week gap between the conference championships yeah. and the Super Bowl. They'd squeeze it to one week. I would, How would that affect you with Super Bowl props? I was I was just thinking about that um, yesterday. I kind of was going to say I would like that. It would just yeah. make things, you know, it would because that second week is just waiting around mostly. So we, I, I kind of would like the idea of things being condensed there. I mean, it gives me less time, but it gives everybody less time. And so I'd rather just you know power through a week rather than two weeks. I don't, I don't know if it's financially beneficial to me, but I think life-wise, 
I'd prefer it. See, that that was my follow-up question to that, is do you think it gives you an advantage if the market doesn't have as much time to settle, or is it just a null? Is it a null null point because that second week is just waiting around, or is it just that it's a life advantage but not a... No, I don't think it's financially advantageous for me just because the longer markets are open, the more opportunities there are going to be in general. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Well, one more time, again, thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and his family. We hope that he pulls out of this okay. Uh, the signs have so far been pointing to him being okay. At least every bit of news that we get appears to be more positive. That is by far the most important thing out of this. But there is other football to be played in the coming weeks as well, including the college football championship here. We rang in the new year, which, by the way, college football, it is so dumb the way they schedule these on New Year's. Nobody wants to be sitting at their New Year's party uh, being forced to watch this game. But there were two absolutely fantastic college football playoff games here, and it sets up a Georgia TCU college football championship here. And Rufus, how are you feeling about that game here? And especially given some of the news around one particularly big better who put down quite a lot of money on TCU. Mattress Mac is at it again. I believe it was a $1.5 million wager on TCU Moneyline to win this game. And he hit a, he hit a few more shops in the past uh, couple hours here. I think he's up to $4 million now wagered. Yeah, well... I think I think uh, Georgia should be an eighteen point favorite. So, wow! Current, we, we just recorded about the process. Jeff and I recorded about the process earlier today, and Georgia is both. We we give one pick each week, and for the first time, we're both ever. We're both on the same pick. TCU minus twelve and a half. You mean, I mean Georgia minus, minus twelve and a half? Georgia minus twelve and a half. <laughs> that would be a big alternate spread right there to be taken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. TCU was, they got some big plays. They got what, two defensive touchdowns. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of fluky stuff in that game for sure. And they clearly played well, but I, I wasn't sure what Michigan was doing on defense. It seems like they were, they were gambling a lot, playing as if they were, you know, three scores down or something like that. And so um, like that one touchdown on that sort of swing pass on third down, like, it's like, where's the defense? And so, Jack, uh, bringing in Mattress Mac here and what he's been able to get down. He's obviously a favorite of betting Twitter. Anybody, Everybody loves to share the story about, oh, look, he's betting all this money. Um, and then there's the people going, oh, he has a gambling problem. Uh, you, we were talking before the show here, not necessarily actually the case. No, no. And, uh, you know, that gets lost in the media. It gets lost in the... Uh, the general perception of what he's doing, you know, he's he's arbitrage, right? He's he's got a promotion going at his stores. If TCU wins, then if you've made a purchase of three thousand dollars or more in this allotted, you know, three weeks or whatever, uh, you get six thousand. You get twice the amount you purchased back. So in other words, you're you're basically betting TCU plus two hundred with him, and he's turning around and he's betting TCU plus three seventy or so. At least that's what the media represents him. But look, he's he's a big player, and big players get special treatment from these operators, and they can name their their bonus. So I guarantee you, when he deposits two million dollars, he's not getting two million dollars in his account. He's getting two point four million dollars in his account, or he's getting some kind of loss rebate deal or something like that. So 
he's got deals with that. And then on the furniture side, he's got deals with the manufacturer saying, hey, if I hit this sales goal within this month, you'll give me a refund of this amount, or you'll cut the price for this next shipment down. You know, he's got the arbitrage has so many levels with Mattress Mac um, that it's really not even sports betting. It's it's just business. And so he has not lost money on any deal in the past five or six years um, because everything is pretty well structured in in how it's placed. And in fact, with that Houston Astros deal, there was only like a, a $2 million variance. He was either going to net $40 million or $38 million. Um, on the Houston Astros deal. So this TCU one will probably be smaller numbers. He's up to like $4 million wagered now. I, I don't know. He'll gauge his the amount of uh, coverage he needs to pay off any potential winnings by the consumers. And he'll go from there. But I, I'm sure he'll be very balanced in so that he'll make just about the same amount whether TCU wins or Georgia wins. I know uh, one person in the sports betting industry who commented on these books, taking these bets and saying, yeah, they're, they're not sports booking here. They're in the furniture insurance sales business. Right. And what we're seeing is that some of these sports book operators are not too wise with this. Uh, Bet Fred is, is barely hanging on in the U.S. because they booked Mattress Mac. Unibet is pretty much DOA in a lot of states because they big booked Mattress Mac. Um you know, leave it to the DraftKings and the MGMs and the like to book him uh, because some of these smaller operators, this really throws off their entire balance sheet for the year. And so it is just a, for Bet Fred, for Unibet, it's the fact that they don't have as much money to cover potential losses because of the Mattress Mac volume. They don't have the liquidity to, to balance it out in any way. Um, you know, and in fact, the state of of Iowa had a negative for uh, November because they had booked some Mattress Mac Houston Astros wagers in Iowa, and he won, of course. And so, like, the net for the entire state of Iowa was negative for November, and it's one of the first times a state has been fully negative in sports betting since the legalization push. And when you talk about that liquidity, what you're talking about, for those that might not be familiar with it, it's that some of these books, the smaller ones, they're not taking enough volume on the betting where they can essentially offset some of the mattress Mac liability that they would have, right? Yeah, it's, it's not even so much offsetting. It's, it's more of the fact that making it so that he doesn't represent such a huge swing of variance for their operation. Because you know, think about it, a sports book is, is basically a professional gambler. They have exposure. They have risk. And they know what they can tolerate, and they know how they have the edge, but variance still happens. And when you have variance happen in a business setting, you have people you have to answer to that may not understand the metrics of sports betting. They may look at this and go, how did we lose money with this guy? Um, so you have to answer to that. It's probably far easier to have those conversations at DraftKings where they never win anyway, um, than it is at you know a smaller operator where they're kind of just scraping by and they're answering to their investors. That makes a lot of sense to me here. Now, guys, let's pivot over into our Discord mailbag of here. Of course, you can sign up today for the unabated Discord. Use the link below in our description here. And you too can submit your subscribe your questions to the show like Shiver Me Ginger, who asks I love that name. That's oh, great. Such a great name. Absolutely a fan. Shiver Me Ginger wants to know, how would how would you generate the best value from unabated if you are not from the U.S. or Canada? 
The odd screen wall of interest does not provide the maximum value of seeing edges across bookmakers because, of course, this person here is betting outside of the U.S. or Canada where most of these bookmakers are based. I've continued to be a member purely for the education from the premium streams in Discord. Thank you very much. Shiver me, Ginger. We appreciate you being here. How would Rufus, Peter, Jack, and myself maximize your membership if you were not from the U.S.? Jack, we'll start with you here. Well, uh, you know, our tools, the calculators, the alternate line calculators, um, this whole this whole notion of all of these many derivatives of alt lines is really something we imported from Europe. Uh, six years ago, before legalization, you maybe got one or two alternate lines on a game from a major Nevada sports book. However, the Europeans came in and they were giving you like 40 alternate lines on every single game. Uh, and so quickly, the U.S. operators needed to adjust and and represent that. So if you're already in Europe and you're using our tools, uh, you can calculate the alternate lines at many different European books. Uh, we do allow decimal pricing. Is, that's more popular in Europe. So you can use our tools with decimal pricing. Uh, the odd screen also allows decimal pricing. So you can you know, market makers are still market makers around the world. So I think the, the biggest use of our odd screen is knowing what the market makers are. You don't need to know what the line is at the sports book you bet at because you can have that, that up on your screen already uh, in, in more real time than we could have it. But knowing the price at Circa, Bookmaker, Pinnacle, Deck Prism, all at one glance, and then, of course, the unabated line, which is our curated blend of those market makers, that can guide you. And look, betting on U.S. sports in Europe continues to be extremely popular. And I think the bookmaking of U.S. sports, the trading of U.S. sports by the operators in Europe is still a little soft. Um, we've seen a lot of those operators reach over to the United States and grab some bookmaking talent from the U.S. and take it to Europe to have a better understanding of the ins and outs of U.S. sports. And those derivative calculators can be such a big help. You're right. And especially being able to compare at least some of these sharp sports books, you hit the nail on the head for what uh, that could mean for being able to find value, even if you can't necessarily see your sports book on the unabated odd screen here. Rufus, how about you? Because I know that I'm sure you do a lot of betting that necessarily involves uh, platforms and odds that aren't on something like the unabated odd screen. But these calculators and tools can still be of great use to you, right? Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of things that can be useful no matter what book you're using. Um, we have, you know, the the future simulator, the prop simulator, um, just the the trading tools, the derivative stuff. You know, that Whether you're betting at a book that's on the odd screen or not, um, I think those tools are all very, very useful. And Peter, in the world of fantasy, uh, obviously, it's a little bit different, and the unabated odds tools aren't primed necessarily towards fantasy. But as Rufus said, with the prop simulators, the season simulators, there's still plenty of use that you can find from them. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I mean, I thought what Jack said is spot on. I would be comparing the unabated line or, or picking your favorite of the market making books compared to whatever lines you do have available. In addition, you know, the live odds uh, page I think is extremely beneficial to use. And oftentimes there's really big limits um, in different parts of the world for live betting. And especially if you're live betting American sports, uh, I imagine that those lines aren't 
it depends where you are, but I, from what I understand, there's some soft lines internationally um, on live markets. So that's another area that you could play. And uh, yeah, like Rufus mentioned, there's a, you know, all these other tools that could be super helpful. So just because it's not on the screen doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, multiple monitors, which I recommend for any serious better, have mm -hmm. your books that you can actually bet on, on one screen, and then have the unabated tools on another and start looking for value. Yeah, I love yeah. using the triple. Oh, I got, well, I got one more comment is we've started to do a bit of a European expansion with unabated. We're in talks with several progressive operators in the European space that would like to be represented on the unabated screen um, because it's a way of showing that they're serious about U.S. sports. Even if they're not on that screen for just the U.S. players, they want to be on that screen because it's, it's kind of a global marketplace. So we've talked to a few. Um, I don't want to list any names, but big ones. And uh, we hope to have them added to the screen very soon. And so there you have it, Share For Me, Ginger. Not only are the tools fantastically valuable, regardless of whether or not your odds are represented on the screen, but those odds might be represented pretty dang soon. So keep your fingers crossed. Keep a lookout for those. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Unabated today. You can head on over to unabated.com, sign up for a yearly premium subscription or our new essentials tier for only $49.99 a month with an annual subscription. It gets you our prop simulator. It gets you our odd screen. Not quite all the way. No unabated line on the odd screen. Is that right, Jack? Right. Uh, Essentials just has a single market-making book. Right now, it's Bookmaker, but that'll rotate roughly monthly. That's cool. I like that it's going to be a rotate, rotating subscription there if you just want to spring for the Essentials tier. But if you want to go all the way to premium, you will get, of course, the full odd screen with all market-making books, the unabated line, and unlimited access, as we said, to the props, tools, and simulators that you do get with the Essentials tier. So be sure to sign up today. And don't forget, of course, like, subscribe, and share this show with your friends. We have been doing great numbers for a podcast that's only got a few episodes so far, and we're excited to continue and grow in 2023. Don't forget to follow Unabated Sports on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can catch the guys, Capjack2000, Rufus Peabody, and Peter at CSU Ram 88 on Twitter. That is going to do it for us this week. Best of luck to everyone in the new year. Best of luck on the rest of the NFL season. And of course, one more time, our thoughts and prayers do go out to Mr. Hamlin and his family. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us here today. We will catch you next episode. <laughs>